0: Good morning. My name is Steve Van Kura. Uh, this is a series of Q and A question and answer topics on the Bible. And uh, we've given a few already, but uh, so those are recorded on the website. Uh, so feel free to go look at those and try to look at some more to build on your understanding. Uh, Each time we teach on the Bible, uh, the Bible says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. That is, the Holy Spirit is the one that uh, gives the Word and uh, gives it meaning. And so the Holy Spirit is actually essential for us to understand the Bible. Uh, We're literally not able, just from our human intellect, to to understand the true spiritual meaning sometimes of the Scriptures. So I'm going to open with a prayer. Uh, let's bow our hearts and our heads. Father God, I just thank you, Father, that you have a, you gave us a promise that we're two or more gathered together in your name, Lord, that there you are in the midst of us, Father. And by your Spirit, through Jesus, uh, you are here in our hearts, Father, to open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our minds to perceive and understand the thoughts and uh, ways that you convey to us through your Spirit and through your word, Lord. So, uh, quicken this all to us, Lord, to change us for your your eternal purposes, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, the topic today is the triune man. Triune, of course, means three parts, kind of like a tricycle. Uh, You and I uh, actually are formed of spirit, soul, and body. This is a combination of two scriptures. There's one uh, from 1 Thessalonians 5.23 that says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless under the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, The second scripture, which uh, I'll cover maybe a little later, but 1 Corinthians 1.30 that says, Of him, that's Christ, Or, I'm sorry, that's of the Father, are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption? All right. This diagram is actually a combination of both of those scriptures. So, uh, of course, God in the upper left corner there uh, represents the source of uh, all wisdom and and, uh, He's the Creator. And uh, so that's why that box is up there with, uh, uh, that's the beginning of all this. All right. So the Bible says that we are made in God's image. God is spirit. Uh, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Uh, God is called the father of spirits. Now, the scriptures teach us that the spirit is the source of life, the uh, in every creature, every single creature that moves around on the earth has a spirit, which was placed there uh, by the Father at the creation. All right? And when a person is born and occupies a physical body, it's the spirit uh, within that body that is the actual uh, creature or uh, and gives life to the body. There's a scripture in James that says, just as the body... Without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. So the bottom line is you are a spirit being. You were created in God's likeness, and therefore you are a spirit just as God is spirit. Now you live in a body. Your body is a temporary house. While you are alive, uh, your spirit is going to occupy that physical body. The combination of your spirit and your body produces uh, something called your soul. Your soul, which is your personality, your mind, your will, your emotions. Uh, this is the manifestation of those around two of you around other people. Your personality. Uh, sometimes this is translated self, yourself. Okay. Now uh, and. The Bible says the first man, Adam, is a living soul. The last man, Adam, is a life giving spirit. So, the life we have in this, um, you know, when you're born and live on the earth, the life that you have is basically comes from from Adam. Uh, That's what says the first man, Adam, is a living soul. Uh, The Greek word is suke, where we get psychology, psychiatry, that kind of thing. But the last man, Adam, is a life-giving spirit. So we have a principle, first the natural, then the spiritual. Okay, so uh, we can do human anatomy and determine the function of any of the anatomic parts in our body. For example, the kidneys are part of what's called the uh, excretory system. It has a function. Everything in the body has a function. So also, uh, we could look at the spirit and the soul and the body Uh, and we're most familiar with our bodies all right but the spirit man has a function all right Uh, and that includes conscience intuition and communion all right conscience is that uh, moral compass down inside of you that uh, is able to determine right and wrong and uh, you've all experienced that when you're thinking of doing something wrong there's something, you get this knot down in your stomach or uh, lower chest area that's uh, warning you, well, don't go that direction, don't do that. Or if you do something, then your conscience will bother you. Um, so the conscience is uh, uh, something given by God to keep us on the straight and narrow. Now, the Bible teaches that we can uh, burn our conscience uh, so that it doesn't, doesn't function. Uh, sear it like a hot iron is what Paul said. So if, if I do things against my conscience over and over and over again, pretty soon I, I don't care one way or another. My conscience quits. I don't listen to my conscience anymore, so I can do anything I want to as much as I want to. But uh, that, of course, will lead to disaster. Now, intuition is um, you might call like extrasensory perception. Um, that is, you know, the physical body contacts the physical realm through the five uh, senses, which is seeing, hearing, tasting, touching, and smelling. That's five senses. Uh, that's the means by which we contact the physical realm. All right? Now, <clears throat> the in your spirit, man, the Bible says God is spirit. So when God communicates with us, he actually speaks uh, by his spirit into our spirit. Okay. Now, there's a, a, a scripture that says no one could know the thoughts of a man except by the spirit of that man and in the same way we cannot know the thoughts or things of God except by the Spirit of God. So, uh, I one time was an atheist for ten years. I did not believe there was a God and I would tell everybody and anybody that would listen to me uh, that there is no God and try to debate or explain to them why there's no afterlife and when you're dead you're dead and that's the end of the story. Okay, Because I had no uh, connection with God, all right? And so I was what you call the natural man, which is a person descended from Adam. Um, And of course, Adam and Eve were sinners. If you probably remember the story in the Garden of Eden that Adam and Eve partook of this tree of knowledge of good and evil. And uh, God had told them, okay, that uh, if they did partake of that tree, that it would cause them to die. And although they did not, at that time, die physically, they did die spiritually, spiritually. So the Bible says they suddenly felt naked and afraid and they were hiding from God because now they were corrupt and they could not stand in the presence of the Holy God. So um, as a a consequence, uh, when Adam and Eve then have children, Uh, Although Adam and Eve were originally made in the likeness of God, from then on, once they became sinners, the Bible says they begat sons and daughters after their likeness. So, uh, as a consequence, every single person descended from Adam, Adam and Eve has this rebellious, sinful nature inside them. We all do. I do, you do, and certainly we've all experienced it. We may deny it, but it's there. It's there. Our hearts are corrupt, all right? So, uh, so, but that's called the natural man. The natural man is the one descended from Adam and Eve. And the Bible says the natural man does not understand or perceive the things of God. He cannot know them because they're only spiritually discerned. The Bible teaches that literally uh, the only way I could ever know God was for him to reveal himself to me. He has to take the initiative, all right? Jesus one time said, no one can come to me except that the Father first draw him. Uh, Being saved or finding God or coming into a relationship uh, with God is always, uh, represents actions of God, all right? Uh, The Bible says when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict us of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. I really don't understand and know that I'm a sinner until God shows me just how corrupt and bad I am and how much I need uh, to be delivered from that sinful nature. So, uh, but that's the way that God deals with us, beginning in our spirit, man, in in your spirit. Okay. Now, uh, our your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. Okay. I, I like to call the the sole, the central processing unit. Uh, in this uh, computer age, everybody knows what a CPU is, or most of us do. Central processing unit, uh, that's kind of the center of the computer system. Uh, in a computer you have input and you have output. The input comes from your keyboard or from whatever, internet, and copying something into the computer sending it to the computer and uh, your output might be, uh, after processing some of that data, uh, you might print it, uh, send it an e- in an email to somebody or whatever, but this central processing unit is what receives the data, modifies it or changes it, stores it, archives it or whatever, and, and then you have an output. And this your soul is very similar, okay, that we have input from the spirit realm and we have input from the physical realm all right so uh, and then we with our mind our will and our emotions uh, particularly the mind we process and reason and think through uh you know this input and uh in the process we will make a decision about what i'm going to do with it all right uh so that you might say is uh My mind is what determines which way I'm going to go, uh, what I'm going to do, all right? And uh, what I believe in my mind will determine my behavior through life. Uh, There's a scripture that says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And whatever you believe about yourself is basically who you're going to act out in your life. All right. Uh, The way we change uh, is predominantly related to changing the way I see myself or what I believe about myself or uh, by, let's say, reading scriptures and uh, that uh, those scriptures then change the way I think, the way I see myself and my relationship with God. Uh, The Bible says, ye be transformed by the renewing of your mind, all right? So uh, the Holy Spirit uh, can quicken the Word of God, just like He's doing right now, as we're talking about the Word of God, and He's bringing knowledge and understanding uh, about who you are, uh, how we're built, how God created us, and uh, uh, you might call the Bible the owner's manual, all right? God is the Creator. And the Bible is uh, God's communication to mankind to reveal things that we can't possibly know except that God revealed them through His Word. The Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now we all want to hear from God. You know, I'm sure you've heard people say, God said this, or God said that, or whatever. But the the most common way that uh, if we want to hear from God, the most common way uh, to communicate with God or to hear from Him is simply to sit down, open your Bible, uh, say a prayer, and say, Lord, I I want to know you. I want to learn about you. I I want to experience you. Uh, Reveal yourself to me. Uh, Help me in my life. and as we do so and begin to read the Word, literally the Word, in a sense, becomes alive, okay? Uh, the Holy Spirit will uh, quicken the Word and turn it into Spirit. Jesus one time said, my words are Spirit, and they are life to those that find them. So, in other words, the Holy Spirit will take that written Word down on the, in black and white on the pages there... And uh, in a way that otherwise we could not understand, uh, he, the Bible or God will uh, bring it to life in a sense so that it can communicate with your spirit man. Okay, And, and um, that's the way God communicates with us. And when he imparts this revelation, what we might call light, all right, The Bible says that um, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of heavenly lights in whom there is no darkness or shifting shadow. The Bible says God is light, and in Him there is no darkness at all. Uh, This concept of light represents uh, revelation. It's when God reveals things to us, that you can't otherwise know. Okay, remember we said the natural man does not understand the things of God; he cannot know them because they are only spiritually discerned. Right? So uh, God will then, by His Spirit, communicate with your Spirit, and then what happens is, is then it be- that that information, that intuition, that communion, uh, that revelation will percolate, in a sense, up to your conscious mind and understanding, so that um, uh, then you can reason with it, um, uh, think about it. Uh, and and as we read the Word of God, literally, like I said, it becomes life. That's what Jesus said. My words are spirit, and they are life to those that find them. So... Uh, uh, the Word of God is very unique. There is no other book anywhere that uh, does this sort of, um, uh, I'll say, coming to life in a sense, all right? Well, actually, I'm going to qualify that because uh, remember, <clears throat> there's good and evil. And uh, you might probably remember the story about the devil. Uh, <clears throat> Lucifer, Lucifer is a, an angel, a spirit being, of and the Bible teaches us that at some point in infinity or eternal past, uh, that the that Lucifer decided that he did not want to be ruled by God. He wanted to be God, or sit on his own throne and do his own thing. So he rebelled against God, and, and uh, the Bible says he literally convinced one-third of all the angels to follow him in his rebellion. All right, so uh, now the devil, in a sense, is the uh, head of all this evil or unrighteousness. Adam and Eve were originally given dominion of the earth, but when they sinned, The Bible teaches that Satan became the god of this age. That explains why there's so much wickedness and evil in the world, because uh, the devil now is, in that sense, in charge of the world. An example is when Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Remember that story? One of the temptations was that it says that uh, the devil took Jesus Uh, lifted him up to a high place and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And the devil said to Jesus, all of this has been given to me to do with as I wish. And he said to Jesus, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give it to you. Well, the purpose for Jesus coming to the earth is to win back that which was lost. Well, the devil was trying to offer him a shortcut by By worshiping the devil. Of course, Jesus said uh, no, (laughs) he said uh, that he would not do so, but that's the way the devil will tempt us to follow him, to do unrighteous things. But the point being that uh, uh, the, the devil is the God of this age, the spirit of the power of the air, all right, and explains the evil in the world. Now, just as God works through words, okay, his, He has an anointing uh, by His Holy Spirit that will bring words to life and uh, impart His nature, His character, and revelation to us through our spirit man. All right. Now, what's important to understand, uh, just as there are uh, books containing the Word of God, There are also, the devil has words. Uh, If you think about it, the devil went into the Garden of Eden with nothing more than words and caused the fall of all mankind. Uh, Jesus said the devil is the liar. He is a liar and the source of all lies. So what the devil says is always just the opposite of what God says. And And just as God, the Bible says, uh, thy word, talking about God's word, is truth and forever settled in heaven, O Lord. But the devil's words are all deception, lies, corrupted. Uh, but just as God's word is anointed by his spirit, all right, devil's words are also anointed in a sense by his spirit, okay, by demon spirits or fallen angels, so that if I accept the, the words of the devil, they can actually get down inside of me and change the way I think about myself, uh, such as, let's just say, fear. Uh, there's a scripture that says, we have not received a spirit of fear, again, into bondage, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. <clears throat> That's a Bible scripture. But notice that it says, Fear is a spirit. We have not received the spirit of fear again into bondage, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The point being, uh, the devil's biggest tools by which he attacks us is fear and doubt. Fear and doubt. We've all experienced it. Uh, and literally, fear and doubt will just uh, paralyze you. It'll paralyze us. And we cannot have fear and doubt at the same time we have faith. So faith is how we follow God and serve God. The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So faith comes from believing what God says. All right. And acting on that, praying it, believing it, confessing it, living it, doing it, uh, ye be transformed by the renewing of your mind. All right, so the way I am transformed into God's likeness is reading His Word, anointed by the Holy Spirit, and then God will use that Word to change me, to change me, because it changes the way I see myself. Uh, And the devil can do the same thing. The devil can come with condemnation. He can come with guilt. He can come with shame. Uh, When you do make a mistake, uh, the devil's gonna jump all over you and say, "Look what you did!" All right. And uh, he will try to put fear and doubt, uncertainty uh, in us. But it's designed like I said, to cancel faith. You cannot have fear and doubt at the same time we have faith. All right, so one of the ways that we learn, the Bible says uh, the devil, as a roaring lion, goeth about seeking whom he may devour. All right, it says resist him, standing steadfast in the faith. The devil, just like he did in the Garden of Eden, always comes with words, just like he did to Eve. And he enters our thoughts with a temptation, with fear, with doubt, uncertainty. You know, I'm not going to make it. I might die. I might get cancer. I mean, there's any number of things. The devil will come. But we have to always fight back with the Word of God. All right, And, and so there is a war, in a sense, that goes on in our minds. All right, because the devil is inputting into your spirit as well as God inputting into your spirit. And it's in my mind and my will and my emotions that I have to learn to fight and stand firm in what God says and not listen to the devil. All right, so anyway, that's a short lesson on uh, who we are. You are a spirit being, you live in a body, you have a soul. Uh, study that diagram, and uh, there's also a handout of scriptures that relate to this subject, that will be on the internet, will be on our website. So look at that material, and uh, think about it, meditate on it, and uh, you'll know a lot more about how God deals with us, as well as how God uh, or the devil tries to attack us and deal with us. So. Uh, because if you're going to fight the good fight of faith to take hold of the eternal life to which we are called, that your biggest enemy is the devil. And it's fear and doubt that he comes with. So we have to have a backbone to stand fast in our faith. The Bible says if you don't stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. So we have to Based on the word of God, as we read the word, it builds our faith and teaches us to fight. And uh, we fight the devil with the word of God, the promises that he has given us. So, okay. Um, Again, meditate on these things. Read the scriptures. I'm going to close now with a brief prayer. And uh, may God bless you in every which way. Grace and peace be unto you through God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a benediction that Paul often used. So I'm going to say a prayer for you. Father God, I just thank you for my friend. Uh, Father, just um, bless them, Father, by your spirit, by your word, Father. I ask you to impart your life to them, Father, to change the way they think, to change the way they see the world. Father, that's the beauty of the word of God. It brings revelation, light from heaven, Father, to show us the reality of life, to change us into your eternal likeness, now and forever. Uh, So bless them. In Jesus' name, amen.